How to think outside the box. Hello, if you're new here, my name is June. I am a videographer of sorts, and this channel has to do with videography as well as just creativity, productivity, all that kind of stuff. It's still kind of a mess, I'm figuring it out. This is merely a video outlining my thoughts on the potential teachability of creativity. I'm in no way qualified to really talk about this topic, to be honest with you, but it's a topic that both infuriates me at times and intrigues me most of the time. So I thought I would share some ideas with you and see if it actually works. So to start off, if we have the phrase to think outside of the box, then I think it's worth considering what does it mean to be inside the box. Now, most of us obviously know what that means, but I think it's just a good way to kind of start the thought process. So inside the box, what types of thoughts come to mind? Playing within conventions, being safe, not offending anything or anybody, being predictable to a certain degree, and overall just familiar. So usually there are probably rules or structures in place or paradigms that you have to follow and play within those boundaries. There may be trends, things that are popular or cultural norms, societal norms that you kind of follow and play within. So, so far, I think it's not really overly a negative thing. It's just the way things are sometimes. So the next thing after that then is we've established the box. What is thinking outside of it? So from a highly regarded, incredible source, Wikipedia, this is the definition. It's a metaphor that means to think differently, unconventionally, or from a new perspective. This phrase often refers to novel or creative thinking. So obviously you probably already knew all of that. Thinking inside the box is just playing safe within the boundaries, within what's normal, essentially. Just being normal is thinking inside the box. Nothing wrong with it, it's just the way things are sometimes. Thinking outside the box, however, is generally regarded as positive. It's usually a new way of thinking or an unconventional way of thinking. It's bringing something new to the table, essentially. So because it's regarded as a positive thing, I'm sure many of us want to apply it more throughout our lives. There are definite benefits associated with thinking outside of the box, the most prominent one being that you stand out from the crowd. It's a very high compliment, if that makes sense. So for me and what I've been doing for work, I guess, for the last couple of years, this has kind of been at the forefront of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to always think outside the box and offer up something new and creative. So over the years, I think I've picked up a couple of ways to prime my brain to begin to think in this kind of direction of being novel and unconventional. Obviously not great at this, and a lot of my ideas have been very fruity and terrible, but I think it is a matter of habit and, you know, got to get started somewhere. And you're not going to get it right 100% of the time. You're going to have times where you feel like you're thinking outside the box, but really you're just, eh, you're not that unique. So anyway, some ways you can do it. Number one, change the goal of what you're trying to accomplish. So this comes from a video I just edited uh, two days ago or so. There was a competition. It was a 15 second Instagram story edit for Will Carmack and Jesse Driftwood and Epidemic Sound. Now I'm just coming off of a very high kind of phase of productivity and I just didn't have it in me to be super creative or whip out a really good edit. But I still saw this as an opportunity to kind of stand out from the crowd and to be memorable in a sense to at least be like in five years if I do manage to kind of further this channel and what I'm doing here to be like oh yeah that guy he did that weird video like five years ago for that competition so in this case my goal may have initially been oh, I want to create something that's very cinematic or eye-catching or impressive and like witty or whatever and try to actually win this competition but being kind of creatively tired and not really being into that world of editing anymore i adjust my goal to just be a little bit louder a little bit weirder a little bit more less professional work minded but more uh more i mean to put it bluntly i just didn't give a fuck but i'll play the video here and you'll see that it's not it's not really a video it's kind of just like 
trying to make a statement. And that kind of segues into the second point, which is push buttons. To put it very simply, how can you get on the nerves of your intended audience? For me, this scenario that comes to mind is high school grade 11, I believe, English class. We were wrapping up a unit on The Handmaid's Tale, which from what I recollect was a very feminist novel. And there was nothing wrong with the fact that it was a feminist novel, and this had nothing to do with me enjoying or not enjoying the book. I think I was just bored at the time and wanted to push buttons. And for the unit exam, I think, the essay about this novel, I tried to argue my case that this was actually, ironically, a very anti-feminist novel. And I don't think my grade was that high, but I think I managed to get a B. And I do credit that to, I think, just the the different nature of an essay. And this is kind of the common denominator for all of these, but you're trying to adopt the perspective of the person who is consuming your work or your essay in this case, they're going to have to read 30 essays and get through 30 of them. They're high schoolers. We're not going to be writing amazing pieces. Same thing with creating videos for brands. You're not going to create a masterpiece that goes viral every single time. The point is you're trying to adopt your audience's perspective and assume that they're going to be flooded with a whole bunch of similar content that are all equally well-produced and equally entertaining and equally creative. So from that group, you're trying to deviate, you're trying to set yourself apart. And in this case, the way to do that is to kind of irk instead of please. So in my case, the audience was expecting an essay to outline the feminist qualities or um, principles throughout the novel. I decided to argue irony and presented the exact opposite, which can obviously, you know, irk the person reading it, but then I feel like it's going to be more memorable regardless. Number three is very simple. I see a lot of examples of it in pop culture or modern just media, and that is paying homage to something that has already been established as great and putting a fresh or modern perspective twist on it. So let's say you take something great from the 1970s, 80s, 90s, anything pre-social media, and now you're creating a video or a work of art that frames whatever was so great about that product in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and you're framing it in the lens of social media today, which did not exist in that time period back then. So in that sense, you're taking something that's already good and you're just kind of giving it a facelift. You're giving it an update so that it's more modern and more kind of in tune with the modern audience. And if well done, that's an easy way to kind of make something that'll pop off and is creative. The next one is a big one. It is using your cultural lens. So for me being Korean Canadian, I come from this perspective of being in the middle, being in between two conflicting cultures. And I've used that and applied that to multiple things throughout my life, whether it just be my thought process or the way I handle new information, the way I handle social dynamics or other things. I'm not entirely sure to be honest, but that is one way, again, that you can bring something that's unique to you to the table and commentate or capture something in a way that is uniquely you and therefore novel. And the last one is also another easy way. It's to be interdisciplinary. So this kind of already has been touched on. I guess this is just another concrete way of thinking about it, though. So I'm an English major and let's say I have a a gig or something with a client. I have to do a video. Then I can just apply elements of literature to that video and voila, maybe I'll have something fresh and new and exciting. Other things that come to mind, maybe you are a programmer. You're very good at coding and you implement elements of that into your graphic design or your cooking or just think of two things that normally do not go together. Um, but you somehow make them work and gel together, that would be novel, that would be new, that would be creative. So those are five ways that we can begin to, you know, set ourselves up for creativity and to be thinking outside of the box. And honestly, I think they are very easy to do once you wrap your head around it. It's almost like problem solving. You already have the equation, you know how to get there. Now it's just fitting the right pieces in 
and making it work. But now it's probably a good time for a word of caution. And that is something that I've learned over the years. And that is that it's not always great to think outside of the box, especially if you're just doing it for the sake of it. And by that, I mean, it's not really motivated. It's just you're just doing it because it's thinking outside of the box. For example, in my videography career, I did not hop on the Zoom transition trend back in 2017 with the whole VHS and Super 8 film overlays. I tried to use my own unique flavors of overlays and to be honest, I was dabbling in that before that became a big hit. So the way I did things looked different from the rest of people, which sounds good, but it wasn't really good in terms of, you know, impressing clients. And nowadays, the whole epic B-roll thing inspired by Daniel Schiffer, who I love and, and really admire, but what he's done is set a trend. And not following that equation obviously will not get me brownie points with anybody anytime soon. The point here, though, is that perhaps we can add another parameter or another condition to thinking outside the box. So at the beginning of this video, we established that it's generally a commendable and positive thing to think outside of the box. But I've just outlined some examples, such as that English essay or the fact that I didn't follow videography trends for clients that is not always a great thing. So for me, that's a dissonance. It doesn't make sense. So to make sense of it, I think to adhere with that definition of something that is positive and commendable and creative and noteworthy and novel, that thinking outside the box is just thinking outside the box. Like it's like right outside of the boundaries of that box. You're not veering completely away. You're not visiting the next warehouse of boxes on the next continent or whatever. You are playing right outside the perimeter of that box. And if you stay in that area, then what you are doing is thinking outside of the box, being creative, being noteworthy, novel, and you can reap the benefits and all the positive things that come along with thinking outside of the box. Kind of going back to that homage thing where you already have a very good established box, a framework, something that has worked in the past, and you're just adding your own flavor to it. You're adding your own spin to it. With the example of videography, maybe you do a zoom transition, but you just do it very well. When everybody else is just zooming into random objects, you actually zoom in from something A to B that actually makes sense. Like you're still doing something new, but you're very much not at the same time. But it's okay because, hey, you're novel and that's great. It looks creative. You're giving this semblance of thinking outside of the box. Anything more than that, I think we begin to get into the territory of, oh, it's very abstract. It's very unique. It's very different. Maybe a bit strange if not completely batshit crazy. And of course, those terms can be used both negatively and positively, but hopefully you get my drift. And just to elaborate a little bit more on that, thinking just outside of the box, it's essentially you're appeasing your intended audience. Like I said, when I was talking about that essay, you're trying to adopt or tap into the mindset of the person who will be consuming your content or your work or whatever, your ideas, whoever they are, they're going to have a kind of safe zone, an area or a box, if you will, of familiarity and what they are comfortable with. And you want to just take a step further away from that box, a single step, not a leap, just a couple of steps max, because in doing so, you're still outside of their, I guess, realm of expectation or what they may have thought of on their own. But you're still close enough that they feel familiar enough or comfortable enough with that idea to not be thrown off by it. And in this way, I think actually the interdisciplinary approach is probably the best of both worlds and a really good balance of proposing or introducing something that is very unique and new and different and maybe never seen before, but still familiar enough to be like, oh, that that makes sense to me. And the reason for that in theory is because if your audience is familiar with both things, let's go back to that example, coding and cooking, combining the two makes no sense, but it still makes sense. Like it's something that you can still wrap your head around and be impressed by. Maybe not the best example, but hopefully you get my point. So for the last section of this video, I want to get into why then should we think outside of the box? Because I think everything I've set up until now almost kind of diminishes the value of it. It's kind of making it out to be less impressive than it 
may have once seemed. But honestly, I don't see it that way. Even if it is less creative, does not make it any less valuable. If anything, I think it takes more talent to be within that safe little patch just outside of the box. But I will say it's less of a creative thing then and more of a calculated thing. And that is why I think it's teachable and that you can learn to do this better. But with any of those things, then I think you need to be grounded and have reasons to do so. And, and anyways, I'll get into them. So the first reason you might want to think outside the box is a vain one. We want to be regarded as brilliant or creative. As I mentioned before, people generally look at this type of thing as a positive thing and a commendable thing, something that needs to be complimented and highlighted. And for some people, that's what they crave. They thrive off of that sort of attention. And for those people, I will even more adamantly say, play just outside of the box not within it and not completely far away from it. For people who want to be known as an artist or ahead of their time, I would be wary of the possibility of being fake, of trying to adopt an artist persona. And this kind of goes back to that thinking outside of the box just for the sake of thinking outside of the box. I think what it can result in is, is overcompensation to don a mantle that doesn't necessarily suit you or fit you. And if you're doing that, what can come across is overcompensation or you're trying too hard or just too weird. It's way too far from the box because what you're trying to do is taking too many steps to a appear as some creative genius and nobody understands. For some people, obviously, this may be true. This might be an authentic thing. And I'll get into that in the next, next, next point. Something to consider. Number three, we just want to be snarky and just send a big fuck you to whoever is expecting our work or our thoughts to align with conventions and to, you know, play within their boundaries. And obviously for this one, it's pretty self-explanatory. Just go shooting straight away from the box. Do not play anywhere near it. Just go really far-fetched and out there. Be offensive. Number four is a more practical one. Let's say you have a client for your creative work and they want something that is fresh and creative and new and pushing boundaries, but you know that they know that you kind of know that they know that they're not comfortable with veering too far away from the box. They don't want to be pioneers or do things in a completely new way. They still want to play it safe and focus on sales and make sure that there is a successful creative product at the end of this thing. So this one, again, you're just very close to the perimeter of that box, if not one step inside rather than outside. I'm thinking like, instead of the first man to walk on the moon, you're the first man to walk on the moon with two socks on. Like something very, something that can be argued as creative and different and new, but really in essence is not. And finally, we're getting back to that point of that artist persona thing. Number five, the main reason you might want to think outside of the box is not to impress anybody and not to adopt anything, gain the trust of a client or anybody in your network. It just might be who you are. It might be wholly, entirely, completely you. You're just trying to desperately be you in this world and there's no other way to do that other than to think the way you do. And it just so happens to be outside of the box. So there are three kind of cases that come to mind with this. The first person I'm reminded of is my friend Jackie, who was on my podcast. Inside his head, he combines art and science. And from what I gathered, the reason for that is because inside of his head is a natural pairing. They're intertwined and it makes sense to think of them as the art of science or the science of art. It's a very close relationship. For him as an individual with his interests and I guess career pursuits, both art and science are part of who he is and what he does. So for him to adopt that mindset of combining the two is arguably novel, um, but also it's just arguably him. And number two, I'm reminded of a friend that committed suicide a couple of years ago. They were a social disaster and were anything besides predictable. Testament to that would be the fact that they had the happiest of dinners the night that they took their own life. For this individual, they were viewed as a genius. And honestly, I agree. I can see those traits and why they were labeled as that. 
and why people perceived them as that. And more significantly, when I saw them, I didn't see a mask or a facade or trying to fit the role of a genius. I saw somebody that was genuinely confused and disturbed, perturbed by the world and and really struggled to navigate within it. Their personality was outside of the box, just, just by nature. It wasn't a mantle that they're trying to put on. It wasn't a, an act in order to gain anything. If anything, they lost everything from it. And that is why I think it's very important to make that distinction between thinking outside of the box as a commendable thing and for people that naturally, the way they think and operate is outside of that box. To that friend, rest in peace, and I'm sorry I didn't reach out to you in time. And number three, the person that comes to mind is me. For me, I've always just hated the thought of being mundane. Growing up as Korean-Canadian, again, applying my kind of cultural background here, there's that big emphasis on becoming a lawyer, becoming a doctor, becoming something that's stable and talented creatively on the side, but not as your main thing. But for me, thinking of life as a lawyer, a doctor at that age, was something completely unacceptable for me. Um, I thought it was super mundane and boring. I have no idea what the field is actually like. I'm very sure and fairly certain that it's not mundane and boring uh, based on the people that I've talked to. But for me, that was kind of the way I, I, I process things. It was not the fact that it was lawyer or doctor, blah, blah, blah. It's the fact that I don't want to be living inside of this world of expectation. So for a period of time in my younger days, I saw the world and people and everything as just shades of color. And gray was the worst place to be. I did not want to be anywhere near gray, blah, blah, blah. So for me, it was about not wanting to follow another person's footsteps, not being told what to do and how to think. I didn't want to be compared to anybody else. I didn't want to be anybody else. But that being said, I also didn't want to be a pioneer. I didn't want to be touted as super creative or like, uh, oh, he's different and blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to be me and uniquely me and only me essentially. And that's why like even today, I'm very reserved when it comes to media consumption or self-help consumption or books written by other people or things like trends and stuff like that. It's just because I really don't want it. And it's weird. It's totally, it's totally an ego thing, but I just want to be, I want to be as closely as possible to be completely comprised of my own genuine thoughts that sprout from my own genuine experiences and yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Um, so for me, thinking outside of the box has not been a very great thing. But I mean, I was much more gung-ho about this type of stuff uh, when I was younger. And nowadays, I'm a little bit more reserved about it and like relaxed about it. But but the foundation's there. And again, I think that's why for me, this idea of thinking outside the box as a commendable thing makes me want to redefine it in that sense of you're thinking just outside the box. Because that's when it's a positive experience for you as well. And why you should learn those types of skills and use them. Because anywhere further than that, I don't think it's a very pleasant experience. There are definitely points in my life that people have complimented me as creative and thinking differently. And that's probably when I coincided with that little area right outside the box. But then anything beyond that, it was kind of just like, okay, buddy, just calm down. You're not like a great artist or anything. And that to me was so, so offensive because, because I, I never made it a point to try to be creative or artist. I hate the terms. I hate the, the labels. It's just like, I'm just trying to be me, buddy. Anyways, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, 
hopefully that provides some sort of insight or new ways of thinking or just practical tips on how to think outside of the box and apply it to your own life and kind of the, the things to be careful of and wary of. If you have any questions, want to follow up or have a discussion about this topic, please feel free to reach out to me. If you have ideas for future videos and just topics that you want my opinions on, these are fun for me just to map out how I think about something. Please suggest those as well. Thank you for watching. Thank you to everybody who has shown support. Bye-bye.